Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory. Father, we thank you for this time again of going into your word and receiving and being enlightened by your rhema, your revealed word for our lives as a believer so that we can manifest who we are growing into from glory to glory and from faith to faith in this life as a believer, being one with you, you and us, and we in you. We thank you for all that you have done. We thank you for we thank you for all that you're going to do. We thank you for the manifestation of your spirit in our lives, in every aspect of our, our lives, from the study to our, our fellowship with our brothers and sisters, to the worship setting, to our jobs and our business decisions and everything that we involve ourselves in. As we acknowledge you in all our ways, you will. You have guaranteed to direct our paths, and we thank you for that, and we, we trust you in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Having the last day seems to be engraved in our being as early as a toddler. The last and final day seems to be, by nature, hold the most weight in any given conversation between family, friends, business professionals, and even strangers meeting for the first time. For some reason, we, it, we, hold, we hold weight in our minds for having the last day. This is no coincidence and must be noted in the appropriation within our lives as believers. Proverbs 3 tells us to acknowledge God in all of our ways, and it guarantees us that He will direct the paths that we take. We've confessed Him as Lord at this point, and we must honor Him in our daily walk as Lord, and His Word being the final authority. God's written Word should have in each of our lives sovereign voice. God's Word should have in each of our lives final authority. It holds weight over every other opinion, over any ungodly counsel, as scripture says in Psalms 1, over our family members, over traditions, over what we're used to doing, over what just feels right. The word of God should have, must have final authority in each of our lives. Romans 10.17 tells us, shows us that the word first is the igniter of faith in our lives. So, what we live by, Scripture tells us that the just live by faith, so what we live by has, in fact, been ignited by the Word of God. Why would we, as we begin this life as a believer and are operating or having our minds and desires to operate in faith, leave the very thing that started the process. We must, must give place and appropriate the Word of God being final authority in our lives. Romans 10, 17 tells us this. We've heard this before. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So this faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It ignites the process. It starts the process, as well as continues it. If we hear the word of God, and faith uh, is introduced and begins in that growth process, but we, at some point, stop hearing the word of God, not only the written word, but the spoken word of God, we begin to suffer. Our life begins to suffer. Just as if in the natural we leave, um, leave out eating or drinking water, drinking juices that have the nutrients and the nourishment that our body needs. And so in the spirit, when we do not have an intake of the word of God in various forms, in fact, uh, writ the written has its place, the spoken word has its place, and the 
study of the word has its place. Just reading the word is not enough at this point. You have been introduced to the word of God. Now you're at the stage where you have to allow yourself to study and communicate to yourself what the word of God is saying, what the heart of the word is. We talked about that in the last session. And in this in acknowledging the final authority of the word of God, we're saying, Lord, you are Lord of my life. I've confessed you as Lord. Now I want to and I desire to and I'm taking the steps to acknowledge what you have said and are saying to me directly. It by your spirit it is final authority in my life. And in every situation, what you say is what I'll go by. Your words are the compass of my life. That is what you're saying. When you, when you make him Lord of your life, and we must operate in that on a daily basis, the word ensures us that it is true and will enable, enable us to trust the author, who is God himself, and take him at his word. Isaiah 55 and 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The word is provision to the person who embraces the will of God for their life. The word does not return to God void. So because of this fact, because of this truth, we can reassure and have a confidence and as Paul says, be persuaded in our own mind that it is worth the investment of time and our energy to know the Word of God and become one with the Word of God and most of all, have the Word of God as the final authority. No matter what the situation is, no matter what decision we're making, even our business decisions, what uh, the Word of God embodies our business decisions and our relationships and our fellowships, who we break bread with, who we hang out with, who we spend time on the phone with, who we, even in our work settings, who we actually give ear to. It embodies what the Word of God promotes. If it does not embody what the Word of God promotes, we are denying the very power of God that's in us. And the Word talks about those of us that are in that state that we have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Too many people, I want, too many people do this, even at uh, advanced, quote-unquote, stages in the body or in the church of God. And I want to make sure, I want to ensure that at this stage, as you're building your foundation, you understand that the Word of God should have final authority and always have final authority in everything. From the time you walk into the sanctuary and begin to motion to uh, participate in the praise and worship or if you're called on to read a scripture or if you are in a cell group and you are studying quote unquote the word of God the word of God should have final authority not opinions and not what you went through not what uh, grandmama said or my boss or even my former pastor if they were in the wrong if they were not speaking on behalf of the spirit of God and by unction of the spirit of God through proper interpretation we are to not um, have that as our compass but the word of God to be final authority. If, if what they have said matches what the word promotes, then speak it by all means. But the word of God has final and, not but because that um, disqualifies that, and the word of God has final authority. Always. Always. At this point, 
ingrain that in your mind and in your heart that the word of God has final authority. God in Hebrews, uh, well, the author of Hebrews refers to what was said by um, the servant of God of old concerning the prophet of God of old who related what the word of God was concerning the new covenant, that his word would be in our minds and in our hearts. Look at uh, Hebrews 10 and 8. It talks about that. The word provides us, it provides us answers and directions for everything in life and everything in God. And Second Peter 1, 4 through 6 speaks of this. Verse 4 says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding grace and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, the virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and patience godliness. Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and the virtue knowledge and the knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness. That's not the scripture I wanted to go to. The word will expand the spirit within us and the Zoe life that is spoken of uh, for you will be refreshing and abundant. Ephesians 3 and 16 through 21 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit and the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye be being rooted and grounded in love, which we understand love, to be God himself, may be able to comprehend with all things what is the breadth and the length and the depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Gaining the knowledge of the word of God, we embody what who God is, the essence of God, which is love. God is love. We embody that. And this is uh, Paul's prayer to the church of Ephesus concerning them comprehending what the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height, basically the essence of what the love of Christ is, that they may be filled with all the fullness of God. And in verse 20, it says, Now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. After we have gained the knowledge of God and we embrace who God is, his love, and are filled 